morning. So welcome to uh, another episode of Catapult Your Career, uh, where we delve into the reality of various roles and explore practical advice uh, for various professions. So today, the focus today is actually going to be on the world, um, a world very much known to myself around coaching. Uh, and we're going to delve into what the job uh, of a career coach looks and feels like. Uh, and none other than a good friend of mine that I thought I could invite to join me today uh, to speak about the world of coaching is Natasha. How are you, Natasha? Hi, Michael. Good. Great to see you um, and excited to talk about all things career coaching with you this morning. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, for, I suppose, a good place to start, I suppose, is where, uh, if you kind of talk a little bit about yourself, perhaps your background, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll kind of go from there in terms of uh, our focus today. Yeah, sure. So let me start with what the right now. So right now, I would say I'm a career coach. Um, I set up on my own, self-employed about 18 months, coming up to two years ago now. Um, and I work with people primarily in their twenties, thirties, um, sometimes older, um, to help them with navigating their career, their next steps. And I'm sure we'll talk more about kind of the practicalities of what that involves. Um, before that, so for the 10 years prior, um, I was still in this world of careers, but my title then was career consultant and I moved into a managerial position within the university setting. So I'd say I've been in this world now of careers, careers development, employability for a little over a decade um, and spent yeah, a good 10 years, including some maternity leave, but a good 10 years working at two universities in London and um, working directly with students and graduates um, and career changers who'd come along to university to do more education as part of changing career. Um, so a lot of one-to-one support, but also workshops, um, working with academics, working with student societies. And obviously, as I became more into managerial leadership position role, you know, yeah. taking a bit more away from that side and was doing more of the um, managing team, strategy leadership. So I guess like me coming back into the world of career coaching directly almost two years ago was like me coming back into having that that direct impact and be able to work with people one-to-one um, yeah. career coaching, which is what I loved. Um, I started my career more in professional services so after uni I went um actually not a graduate scheme but a graduate job at a big um Bloomberg a big financial data company then I went into consulting at Deloitte so I had my time in my 20s of um trying things out some things were great some things were not so great navigating it um and then yeah came into the world of university careers um kind of no, was it by chance? No, I think I'd figured out the aspects of my job I enjoyed and was thinking about the kind of things that actually um, interest me. And that's what took me in that direction. But yes, yeah, so I've had quite a varied career to date, but now I'm a pure career coach um, as of almost two years now. Amazing. And um, I mean, it sounds like there's a real wealth of experience there and a real kind of background in terms of like all the different things you've done. And, and it's interesting to see all the different pivots you made. I think that that in itself would be quite helpful for listeners to think, you know, you don't have to kind of do university and then you, I know I'm going to be a veterinary surgeon. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to do that mm-hmm. 10 year pathway and that's it. Yeah. And it sounds like you've kind of done a wealth of, wealth of things to, to almost get to the place you are today. So that's, that's, it's kind of, it's quite interesting to hear. And and I suppose focusing initially on your, your role now as a career coach, I, I suppose the, the, the million dollar question, what actually is a career coach? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it is, 
career coaching is actually in itself quite broad. So I would say career coaching is when you're working with someone or sometimes it could be a group of people mm. um, around defining and supporting them to get to their goals, career goals, sometimes extends to life goals actually, because mm-hmm. obviously it's been such a big crossover or to help them navigate tricky work situations to help them um, or navigate work situations full stop. Maybe they're not even tricky. So I would say career coaching is anything regarding choices and decisions um, around things that affect your work in life. Mm. I say it's different because we all, we all had, or actually, I don't know if we do did or have, because I don't think it is always that common at school, a career advisor. And there's always that sense of like, okay, I come to you and I say, or that, that that person will magically say, yeah, you should be a teacher. Yep. Yeah, you should be. And it's like, this one yeah. thing and this is one thing for life. And like, it's career coaching is very much not that like, um, it's around exploring sometimes chat, like challenge, gentle challenge, sometimes strong challenge, motivating, holding people accountable. But ultimately like we like as coaches, I'm sure you'd like agree. Like we believe that everyone has potential. Everyone has like, we have like unconditional positive positive regard for our clients but it's not about telling them what to do like of course sometimes if it's okay with them I might suggest something particularly when people are earlier on they don't necessarily have the best like insight into all different to different areas like of course I'm not going to hold back information hold back things but it's not about yes you should definitely do this yes you definitely that yeah that's your one career choice so it's um getting them to think about the situation, getting them to work out their actions and next steps. But of course, guided and underpinned by like career coaching principles, techniques, research, knowledge of like career development. Um, So yeah, that I would say is how I would define career coaching and I guess career coaching as opposed to career advice. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a really good kind of um, distinction to make, I suppose, in terms of the world of coaching, that it's it's very much like a level relationship, isn't it? Like, I, I suppose the best mm. way to describe the difference between people hear these terms coaching and mentoring, mentoring is almost a, a, an equal relationship where the mentor tells you what to do yeah. as a coacher, you're kind of side by side. And I, I suppose it's interesting, you mentioned at the beginning, you focus your those conversations more on uh, you could say millennials, so people in their twenties and thirties. Mm. Um, before I kind of share, I, I, I kind of have a, a similar interest in those kind of group of people as well. But before I share kind of my my experience, what what what's the the reason for you? I suppose that you focus yeah. on that, that kind of cohort. I I think it's really hard to figure out things at, in that stage, and also mm. like yeah, people might set out on a path and then. It might be something that maybe their family or parents have told them or strongly encouraged them to do or that they've done because that's what their friends were doing or what was the norm from their course. So I think, and obviously a lot of the time people don't engage with their university career service. It's very normal. Even though I went into that world, I think I only went once, like at the very end of fourth year. So, and so I think I just see there's a real need there When when people first come out of university, but also in their mid to late twenties, thirties, where actually they're questioning, why am I doing, like, why am I doing this? How did I end up doing this? Is then I don't really feel fulfilled. I should be happy. I'm earning this. I'm doing that. I'm a manager, like, but I'm not. And also, because I know that in companies, a lot of money is often invested into like executive coaching and executive this and leadership coaching and leadership training. 
but and it's not to say the um people early on don't get anything but there's not as much easily accessible um so I think I just feel there is like actually a big need there for people like I know from my own experience and that of my friends of you know now of clients or people I talk to prospective clients or just people I talk to in general like this figuring out this stuff is hard and we procrastinate on it or it's just where do you start like if you think you're going to be x job for like your career and then actually like I don't think I can do this for the next 30 40 50 years like where do you go to support that and sometimes people are quite surprised oh I thought you know that was just something that happened at we got that support at school or university that people some people don't necessarily aware that actually yeah there's still people you can go to to access this kind of support and yeah to access this as a as an adult I guess so that's why and obviously it ties in really nicely with you know what I was doing in the universities like that kind of mid um or early early stage and obviously I know a lot about what graduates and people in their 20s go on to do so I guess it's what I was already experienced in but actually what I'm what I'm really interested in and passionate about and I didn't I didn't focus straight away on that area. Like I was like, oh yeah, I'll career coach anyone. But then mm-hmm. I obviously came to know, like realize like, no, this is like the area I want to focus on. And it made more sense for me to like, kind of put myself out there with that focus. Yeah. I love I love that. And I think um, for, for those listeners, listeners who might be aware of stuff like Icky Guy and other bits where, you know, you're kind of mapping your, your interests, your skills, you know, what you can be paid for, I suppose, you you've kind of really articulated that really well like in terms of that yes you had an expertise with the university so you had a key key, uh, kind of key skill set I suppose around that that area but equally it's something you're passionate about um and there and as you quite rightly said you know I often think about our kind of colleagues and friends like I would say easy what two out of five probably a lot more are not satisfied or enjoy their current roles mm. so there's there's an area of, of or, or a need for people to have that support you've got a clear kind of skill set um and you have a passion inherent passion to kind of help those people i suppose mm. but but i suppose with with that that piece really what you know it's quite an interesting and quite a, a very job by the sounds of it what what would you say like the average week, it's always a really hard question mm. to answer. But what what does like the average week look for you now as yeah. a as a career coach? So it would look like so in any. I think I would talk about a week rather than a day because the days are quite different. But mm. in a week, I would probably have a few what I call discovery calls where someone who has maybe found me on LinkedIn or been recommended to me and who is actually at a bit of a career crossroads themselves books in a call where I would talk here about what's going on for them and then talk about how I think we could work together so I have a few of those um and then obviously some of those then turn into clients some don't and that's you know that's fine it's still good for them to um I'm more than happy to talk to them so some discovery calls obviously some client calls and they so I normally primarily work via zoom um I still haven't had any local clients in I live in Kent no one so far in Kent um so so I tend to work with people via zoom because obviously in terms of travel it's much easier in terms of they can fit it into lunch breaks and those calls can really they are i do have clients i see in the day but also i do see people in the evenings um and even saturday mornings as well sometimes um which again is fine with me because part of i don't know if we'll talk about this later but like part of my just driver and decision about going self-employed is that flexibility because what i, I have young children and two days a week thursday friday for now i don't 
really I guess I don't work I do still do work but um I don't work in the days really with him I might have evening sessions like Thursday and Friday this week I had um career coaching sessions in the evening which is great for me so I have that flexibility and that ownership of my schedule to plan out but yeah I have discovery calls I have client coaching calls they tend to be between an hour and a half and two hours um because I normally see people you know at least at least three times normally kind of six times or so so coaching sessions with them. I still do work for universities. I do a day a week with the university in London, working in their, in a business school, um, coaching their students, coaching their finalists and graduates. Um, sometimes that's here as in remotely. Sometimes I go up to Canary Wharf to do that. Um, workshops. So this week I'm going mm. in to do a workshop, a reflective workshop for um, a group of people who've just done the consultancy project. And, um, then I've got a meeting later on in London about another piece of work I'm doing. Um, so sometimes it's, well, delivery training workshops, either virtual or in person. I've got, yeah, Tuesday I've got two international, like workshops with an international group. Um, and then I also will do some random little projects as well sometimes. So I say random because they either might find me or I might find them. Um, so it's quite, there is a lot of variety. It's not like I spend Monday to Friday or, you know, all my three working days purely doing coaching um, yeah. and then the bit I haven't mentioned which probably I haven't mentioned because it's not the bit that I love quite as much is of course there is all so all the things that get involved in doing a business so invoicing I mean I, that kind of side I'm fine with like invoicing and um respond like your all the emails client contact there's the marketing side as it were like actually putting content out on LinkedIn or whatever platform you choose um connecting with people like you know how I met with you which is really important to me like speaking to other coaches which obviously I, I do enjoy that bit um thinking about a plan strategy working out like what am I what am I aiming towards yet yeah, next like okay I want to do this thing but actually when you know when can I fit this in so there's all the business administration business development um which obviously runs alongside the delivery like me personally to be honest I love the delivery side that like is what I but obviously, as now a self-employed person, do have to do all the other side as well. So I have to make space for that. Um, so that would be, yeah, all various different components, which is for me good. I really like that variety. Like I remember one week where I was met a coaching client in London, then went off to a workshop, then went to see like a coach friend first for a drink. Then I went to have dinner with like a friend, like a friend I had for a long time. And that to me is like my perfect day, like different mm -hmm. things, variety um if I was doing if probably if I was having doing coaching all day every day that would be fine but if I was writing workshops all day every day that is not a good thing for me because I'm yeah I need like chunks of variety and different things in my day really amazing and I think that's really that's really helpful to share for you know our listeners when they listen to these various episodes and they're thinking you know what roles I want to do and if they wanted to be a career coach if it kind of uh, inspired them I suppose a key aspect by abundance is variety. And if that is something you love, then obviously that's a, a massive tick. And that's one of the reasons why I've been drawn to it as well. Like I, I like to constantly learn. I like to constantly grow. Uh, mm. I like the stimulation of different jobs and tasks. And I think that variety is a real key, I suppose, aspect. And and on that kind of similar theme, I suppose, what, what are some of the, like the skills or, or I suppose you need to be a career coach if someone's like oh I quite like the sound of this I like helping people talk about careers I like the variety aspect you mentioned the opportunity to obviously be self-employed if you were to kind of say to someone like what kind of skills you, you you kind of need to help to kind of do the role as a career coach what what are some of the ones that kind of come to mind yeah 
Um, I think listening, first of all, I think you have to be an active, good listener and to really hear and say, sorry, really hear what they're saying beyond yeah. what their words are saying. Mm. Um, connecting, I guess like that kind of interpersonal connection, rapport building, mm. um, communication, curiosity, I think as well. And yeah. you just mentioned learning. And I think it's like, I have a lot of different, even though they're in the same age bracket, they're all over the world. They're different, like, um, in different professions. So you need to know, you need to be curious to find out a base level of different things really, because all that you can navigate talking like, you know, one morning with a, let's say a medical communications person through to the afternoon, you're talking to a teacher or a I'm trying to think like a, a developer, like a software developer. So it's not like I have to be an expert in all those careers, like, but I need to be able to at least navigate and not, yeah. So I guess curiosity and being able to kind of learn about different things. Um, I think it's like, is it, I feel there's always a big debate. I remember like in the universe, like, is it empathy? Are you, I personally, I think it is sometimes, I think it is empathy. I can't remember if there's one person saying what's like, oh, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be empathy. But I think to me it is. I think yeah. often people are really sharing with you things that maybe they're not actually necessarily sharing even with their closest because it's, yeah, because with coaching, you're giving them that time and space just to focus on them. I'm not coming back and saying like, oh, yeah, I had that or, oh, it's the same for me. Or like, let me tell you about what my experience of that, like it's a, it is a two-way conversation, but it's really the focus on them. So I think empathy, understanding, and it's just, you know, it's not just, a, it isn't just a conversation. Like there is training and skill that goes into it and knowledge. So I think it's applying the things you know about career development and coaching techniques and getting the best out of people and moving people forward whilst holding a conversation where, you, where you're listening and you're supporting and you're really making them feel understood. Um, so there would be the skills, I would say. And then I think also being organized because if you're self-employed, like you have to organize your own time. You have to do the things that you need to do to get paid in some yeah. ways. You know, you, if I don't send invoices out, I won't get paid. If I um, don't spend time putting posts on LinkedIn, no one's going to buy me. No one's going to know. So I guess it's also being organized and effective with your, with your time. Um, mm. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I mean, there's there's so many kind of core elements you, you shared. And I, and I think I, I agree with you in terms of empathy. I think you 100% need it. I think a, a core element that I kind of got taught when, when I went through my, you know, you said about building skills, when I went through my own kind of coaching uh, mm. course and coaching education, and it, it really sticks in my mind, is we're there to guide, support and challenge the clients. And I, I absolutely love it. So, mm. you know, there's not a lot of realms or people that will do all three aspects. You'll have a lot of people who will support you. So they're your cheerleader. Yeah. Um, you'll have a lot of people who will perhaps challenge you. Um, and you will might have a lot of people who guide you. But it's very rare you have someone who does all three, ticks mm. all three boxes. So I think that empathy is important because you're you're there, you're listening to the situ uh, situation, you're empathetic, but equally you're not being drawn too much into it and saying, yes, no, I know it's hard, yeah, I completely agree. Mm. At the end of the day, you're there to give them that respectful challenge as well, to, to grow, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, objective, yeah. I think I really like the way you just summed that up and that made me think as well, another skill be questioning as well, like effective mm. questioning. Um, 
is a really good skill for coaching but you get in that if that's something that you don't feel necessarily as confident with at the start yeah yeah and then I suppose talk, talking about being a, a career coach you mentioned you know what an average week looks like and some of the skills you know uh, which are quite quite integral to kind of being a career coach if, if someone was to come to yourself um in that mold you said in the 20s 30s might be older might mm-hmm. you know but it's who's looking for that kind of career transition or or, or career piece what what are some of the, the steps and, and and processes you kind of take them through to, to help them yeah so I guess it's really going to depend on kind of where they are now, what they want to achieve. But if someone comes and says like, you know, I just feel, I don't want to keep doing this, but I don't know what I want to do next. I really, and often it's like, I don't feel, I don't know what my skills are anymore. I don't. Mm. So the steps I'd take them through is actually, we don't rush off to Google. We don't rush off to like, look at jobs. Um, It's actually get them to think about themselves first, like their career so far. We talk about that or their life so far in some ways. Like, so what, choices they've made before the um like the highs and lows what made them highs and lows we don't it's not like spending sessions on that it's like part of the first session on that to really to enable me to understand them to maybe put a mirror up against some of those things and they will notice things about themselves then we look at their values like what what is fundamentally important to them strengths are the things that energize them and that they're good at skills because sometimes I think you can have skills that don't actually necessarily energize you like um mm. well like you could be now a skilled podcast recorder but you might not want to be doing like <laughs> recording all day long but you can do it and you're ha- yeah it's but it's not going to be the thing well maybe it's like that the tech side might not be energizing you yeah. um motivator so we're really like digging into what makes them them um looking at then we move on to look at what do they want work in terms of work life integration in terms of environment in terms of tasks they're going to do what their day looks like what their week like just really figuring out like what is important to them before we then start to dig into well to generate ideas to dig into ideas they already have and like if I I'm not going to hold back if I do if it's with their permission like if they're okay for me to suggest something of course I will because sometimes people are really looking for that like please let me know any ideas you have you know maybe I've come from a family where I don't have anyone who, you know, they sometimes people don't feel they have other people in their lives or they don't have that kind of understanding or network themselves. Um, So, yeah, looking at options that they generate themselves that maybe I might um, suggest, how do we research those? How can you build a network? And then really funneling down into a plan, like not leaving them high and dry. Like what? Now you know yourself better. Now you know what's important to you. Now you've looked into these, these things or this thing what's your plan like how are you going to get there and then we might like look at more practical things like cv like enhancing their cv because like not all career coaches will do that i actually quite like doing that stuff so i'll still do cv coaching interview coaching application coaching linkedin like and also your plan of getting there like so you're saying you want to do this like what are the steps to get there it's not just about it can just be about clicking apply for jobs but often it's not like who are you talking to how are you talking about your skills and your experience so yeah really taking them so through through all those steps so by the end they feel really clear about this is what i want to do but also this is why i want to do it and that process i feel like helps them in the future as well because likelihood is people may well change job again or they may well you know do another pivot or they might go for a promotion and it's just like thinking about how they can explain know themselves better about why i want to do this choice and it feels like a good choice it feels like a 
definite choice as opposed to just having just something I did, just something I tried out, just something I did because my parents wanted me to do it. Mm. So yeah, that would probably be, yeah. And we do that through coaching exercises, through conversations, through tools, and through things they do between sessions as well. It's like not everything is going to happen in that time alone. Um, And they'll spend time reflecting on things or researching things or talking to people between the sessions as well. Amazing. I mean, there's so much kind of rich information in there, I suppose, that people can hopefully take away. And, And I mean, some of the core bits I took away, it's such a holistic service. It's not just for those who have had negative experiences and, you know, they were, they, they're in their school kind of early years and they see that get that career advice and it's like right yeah you're going to be a, a veterinary surgeon i say off you go like it, it you're being told what to do whereas there's such a focus on all the different aspects of them first and foremost rather than even considering career paths it's you know what's important to them you know what what makes them tick what's their interest what's their strengths you know what's their motivators in life i suppose which is incredibly important and there's a, a book that, that I'm sure everybody has heard or, or, or a TED talk by obviously Simon Sinek in terms of his uh, Start With Why piece. And I think it's really important what you said about your, you know, really instilling in them, what is their why? What what mm-hmm. kind of makes them tick? What is the end? Forgetting about the role, you know, and I suppose my, my why, and I, I, I kind of very um, took a lot of inspiration from Simon Sinek is to inspire others to do what inspires them. And I suppose that's why we're in the career we're in. We're in we're a career coach because we want to inspire mm-hmm. people to do what inspires them. And I suppose telling it to you now, you know, you, you mentioned about, you know, you're self-employed, you're a career coach and all the rest of it. I'm just interested, what are your values or why? What is kind of um, your passions, I suppose, mm-hmm. to, to, to allow you to kind of get to the point you are today? Yeah. So I guess like what my pa- like. The why is that I think pe- like, like you could say life is too short or, the, or like we spend so much time working, mm. not like it makes such a fundamental part of our life and it has a role on effect of like it spills out into how we are outside of our life that it's really important to spend like time thinking about it. Like obviously there's so many practical things like people need to get paid and it's like not everyone has the liberty, the like the freedom to just be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll be an artist. Like I understand yeah. that, but I think it's for me fundamentally like it's it's okay and it's important to 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 seek out support, to look at like to spend time reflecting on this thing because there are things you can do to make your work life better for yourself, and that can, can feel really scary and it's super daunting. So I guess I want to provide that support that people might not be getting elsewhere to enable them to do that. Yeah to normalize making changes to normalize like it's okay to change career like obviously I focus more early to mid but I've got coach friends who focus on that later stage and like later stages and that like to normalize that career changes career pivots are amazing it's not all about climbing that ladder um so like yeah values it's help like for me like helping others is a massive one and that's what yeah my buzz from work is always like where if my clients if they like get the change that they want in terms of a job or maybe like more like a realization like having impact on them making their lives better um are probably my big drivers um and what else I probably should have prepared this and I keep thinking actually because I spend so long with clients like looking at this and maybe I should actually know mine off by heart like I think maybe this isn't around career coach like things like authenticity and integrity are really important to me like I don't want to sorry if you can hear drilling next door um 
yeah, those things. But I think what drives me in my work is like helping others, making a difference and that, yeah, to other people's lives in the way, through my work in the way I can. Amazing. And, and I think, I think what you shared is, is really powerful. I mean, like the helping others and, and I actually share that value in terms of integrity. I suppose my, my four kind of like fulfillment, freedom, lifelong learning, integrity. And, and it, it's very, like you said, when you do that piece with others in terms of values, it can be really illuminating in terms of careers. You, it might, when, when you do that values piece, you're not going to all of a sudden say, oh, yes, I want to be X, Y, Z. But it's going to really, from like a wide net, it's going to kind of just make it a bit more um, yeah. specific. And, and that integrity, I suppose, is, is massive, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And I think for me as well, right now, a choice behind, and this is what I see often with my clients, a choice behind what I'm doing is that work-life integration. Like I want something... Yeah where now my, my eldest is in school where I don't have, you know, I have more, I don't work as much in the summer, in the school holidays. And I guess it's that work-life integration that I can, you know, the sports day next Friday, I can, well, I don't really work Fridays anyway, but like I know, or if there was something going on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, like I can block out that time or I can, so that for me, that I'm not having to go to London every single day um, or that I'm not having to go. So I guess, is that a value? I guess it's that family work-life integration, ownership and mm. what I do. Yes, I'm saying loads of values now. Ownership, variety. Um, yeah, it's good. I need to be like you and just know them off by heart. But yeah, you're <laughs> reminding me of what some of mine are from saying yours. And, and, and I suppose I, you know, it's a journey, isn't it? Obviously, I, I know a few off, off by heart. But And it's also important to say that values change. Like they, yeah, they, are, exactly. they are the core components of you. Yeah. So they don't, they don't really often change day to day. They're often kind of a core element mm. of you. But what my values might be in, say, more five years or ten years time might might be different. And I really yeah. I really chime with your one around the family. And I suppose that's one of the main reasons why freedom is one for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm twenty-eight. Um th- there's no right or wrong time to have children per se, but in the horizon, in the next five years, I am thinking of that. And that's a really important piece, you know, to see people like yourself, Latasha, I suppose it's it's inspiring to kind of see that's what I would like to do when I have children. Hmm. You know, I don't perhaps um, uh, want, want to just kind of have uh, two weeks paternity and then I'm off. I, I want to be able hmm. to pop pop out and kind of help uh, with with my my wife at the, at the time. So yeah. I, I think it, it's really powerful the stuff you share. Yeah, yeah. So I think, oh, just oh, going to say on, our values so. as well. One thing that's quite interesting is like often at this st- we I do the values piece quite early on, and often clients can be in quite a bad place, like if they you know, if they're, they're burnt out, if they've had a really negative experience at work. And we will always revisit those values. And it's quite interesting sometimes that actually later on, like some of the things are still very true, but others, those values, like say if they were treated really badly, um, integrity or trust might be so strong from that time, but actually, you know, a month or two on, it's not that it's not important anymore, but things do move around. And sometimes it can be quite symptomatic of like the situation yeah. you're in at that time because like you say values can change um and I think sometimes yeah you can things feel stronger when you're when you're living through a tough time or an amazing time like 100% and I suppose the power of a coach and and it's not to to kind of share my my own bias I suppose being a coach but is you have that safe space to kind of increase self-awareness so what you've just said mm. is absolutely spot on like someone might not know the impact their situation is having on them and how they're having more intensified feelings and emotions around certain things. And by having that coach who's there to, as I said again, like to guide, support and challenge you, they hold that space for you to kind of unpick the various things that are happening to you. So you think, crikey, that this is really important. Why is this 
you know, I always say it's if you're not, you know, you don't like the word emotion or whatever, it's data. It's like, why is this really important to me? Why does this keep nagging my mind? And by having people like yourself, Natasha, to kind of unpick that for them, it really makes them realise, no, this is important to me. This is kind of really twigging something deep in my soul. And perhaps it's it's that value, I suppose. So in terms of your, I suppose the last kind of couple of bits, I suppose for me really is, you, you mentioned uh, briefly about your past experience. I'm thinking again with people in mind who either uh, want to interact with coaching or, or, or mm. more importantly, want to become a career coach. Yeah. What, what are some of the past experiences that you think have really served you well in terms of transitioning to, to where you are now? Yeah. Um, I guess on a, per- on a personal level, that experience of in my kind of mid-twenties, of I don't want to do this but what do I want to do and then moving job and really quickly being like this is not the right environment for me and probably I can yeah so like and actually just not like yeah not knowing who to turn to because I felt Mm. at that time it's not like I could really say to people um in that company like I don't want to I'm really a you know so I think it's that personal experience of really finding it hard to navigate and that I was in the role that was making me really unhappy. Not all of it, there was ups and downs, but that fundamentally I knew was wrong, but I didn't know like, yeah, how to figure out what to do next. So I think it's that personal experience. Um, being involved in recruitment, I'm not saying you have to be to be a career coach, but I think like being involved in interviewing, job ads, developing recruiting and developing people onboarding people like an awareness of that obviously um helps does help Mm. um having worked in university careers like i've obviously come across people in lots of different sectors lots of different professions worked at lots of different companies um knowledge of career theories, knowledge of career development, all the training I went through personally in that role. And I'll get rather to qualifications in a moment, but like the training. So um, I think if you're thinking of career coaching for you to do or, co- or co- career coaching or coaching, I think anything that, even if you're in a super technical role, even if you're doing something which you doesn't necessarily lend itself to that, that try and seek opportunities, maybe things like mentoring, or to be involved in new new joiner onboarding or to give some training to someone to, to a group of people like I think try out those experiences where you are more directly involved in the supporting of people and and you'll learn do training yourself like are there things in your workplace or there things outside of work which you might invest in yourself which train you up in some of those things and see like how, do you know are you, do you in, when you're being trained and it does it interest you does it enjoy you reading things and um, this obviously there's a lot of career um development information you can find online so I think those experiences and then obviously doing a qualification where you get um so we had loads of training in, yeah. at work but like the actual external qualification in coaching and the practical and being observed and getting feedback and learning different techniques and trying different techniques um and enjoying that and that making me feel even at the time when I did it like oh, I think I'd like to do this but maybe not right now like and I don't I have no yeah. regrets I think I made the right choice to stay 
I wasn't even really on the fence. I did. I, I knew I didn't want to do it yet, like I'm doing it now. Mm. Um, yeah, to the proper training. But probably, I would say, don't rush to do the qualification until you've tried out mentor, like being a mentor or supporting someone, or have you know to actually see because they're they're you know they're expensive. You're paying for it yourself. You're they're expensive. So maybe do some soft tries out first of coaching or do your own reading about coaching. Um, just to you know check that it is something you do want to invest and if you do great and go for it and it'll be amazing amazing mm -hmm. I mean that it's so much I suppose it there's so much powerful things you shared and it's funny in hindsight we look back and you look at like you know you entered uh by all intents and purposes quite like a corporate career with Bloomberg and kind of Deloitte mm. and then you kind of entered the university space in terms of um kind of coaching advice and, and then you, you kind of ended up where you are today it's almost um no surprise really how you've entered you know ended where you are today with all the given experiences you had and I think it's also important for people when they're in difficult and tough times and of course there's certain behaviors and environments you need to leave you need to get out of straight away of course but th there's a real key concept about learning and actually like whatever job you're in whether it's good or bad is going to teach you something and even yeah. in my earlier years or at the age of 28 I look back on my past experiences and every single thing whether it's positive or negative has kind of taught me something has allowed me to kind of pivot or and, and go down that that windy windy tree I suppose yeah um and and we've given all the experiences you had I suppose and now entering that kind of more formal career coach space and, and, and being self-employed as you are if there was one one or two bits of pieces of advice, I suppose, that you were, you know, if you were to speak to Natasha five years ago and mm. um, when she was kind of perhaps at the university and considering maybe transitioning to where you are now, what what are some of the things in mind you think you would have told, told Natasha then? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I think because I, by that stage five years ago, this was already kind of, an idea I had in my head so probably actually to do some more of that testing it out um, mm. or what do I mean by that because it wasn't until 20 2020 I started to test it out 2020 I did had some like you know I did some career coaching externally for free um outside of work and I was starting to but I think probably maybe to have tested out earlier and maybe to already to start to look into and connect with um people career coaches in that space who were doing it to get more of a sense because i think i naively thought i'll put my website out i spent t too long doing that so it kind of you know i put my website out and thought okay i've got a website people will find me and that isn't the case there's a lot more you have to do um Obviously, some people will find you just from your website or from having your title on LinkedIn, but there's more than that. So I think probably to accelerate, to have accelerated to where I am now, it would have been more of that research of others, connecting with others, because actually, I mean, you you connect, like you approached me and I didn't, and that, and, and I was like super happy to do that. And that's happened a few times. And I think I wasn't, I think it's amazing you've done that. And obviously, I'm assuming we contact with like connect to other people as well. And I think I didn't do that. I did speak to some people I knew already who were in this field, but I didn't go broader. Um, so I think I, if I'd have done that, it would have let me know a bit sooner about the challenges or things to think about or tips and advice. Like I've joined a really brilliant um, 
like business development type group um with Joanne a lot of business of coaching and that was about eight months in so I think I would have yeah but it all, equally I don't I think personally it's probably good it wasn't it was good not to rush into all that stuff because I think there was a bit of an adjustment phase of like leaving basically I was four days a week so leaving full-time employment going into this lifestyle so I think actually maybe if I had gone straight into like completely maybe yeah actually I think maybe there was some good in doing some of that stuff a bit later but maybe if I'd a bit more informed um and that I'd done more of the coaching outside of work along this along the side which I could have done which I like and work would have been fine with I'm sure as long as it wasn't um university students I was trying to get to pay which obviously I would never yes. have done um, <laughs> yeah I think that would have helped me so I think it's just try, like, always like that like trying it out getting a sense and I don't it wouldn't have changed what I'd done but I think it would have given me more confidence in my own abilities given me more awareness of how to um how to navigate this and to, like, I'll be really honest it, it's still a learning curve I know that still I'm not doing things in opt some things in an optimal way um more around that business administration like I know I know there's still um a way to go but mm. it's good enough and it's not causing problems it's good enough and things are good enough and sometimes good enough is good enough which is another lesson I've had to <laughs> learn the last six months or so amazing amazing and I think there's so much power to what you say in terms of that that networking piece and the research and testing it and I think that's something I always think about if people have once they get to that they've gone through that process that holistic process you mentioned earlier on around the the values of strengths and all the rest of it and then they get to more the identifying what career paths they want to do like i always say volunteering is an amazing opportunity to do some of these things because when you say test it you know often the biggest barrier we have is around price and money so we actually pay like someone has to pay us money to do that mm -hmm. well a good way just to get rid of it is volunteering so mm -hmm. you know, there's amazing charities um I'm thinking like the Prince's Trust and, and various other ones off the top of my yeah. head, where if you were to go into coaching, you could volunteer mm -hmm. with them. You can, you know, especially the Prince's Trust is more targeted around a certain cohort and age of people. Yeah. So if you already have an understanding of, of what age that you can bear that in mind, and then that allows you to get that knowledge. And, and then the networking piece, I think, is, um, is absolutely integral. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thoroughly encourage people to reach out. And it, just because you reach out to someone doesn't mean you're going to do that career for the rest of your life and that's no. it. You might reach out to them and realize, oh, crikey, now I know the reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a client who recently like had thought they were quite keen on doing this thing. Mm. And they went for an interview, they applied for a role and had an interview. And actually even that process of interviewing made them realize like, no, it, it doesn't. And because we've done the work on values, like it doesn't meet this value, it wouldn't give me this. Um, so actually, yeah, like, um, yeah, I'm not saying to necessarily apply for everything and everything but actually even no. sometimes like trying it out or being in that interview situation can make you realize like which is amazing because much better to do that rather than start a job and be like but uh this isn't and exactly. like I wonder in hindsight if I had who knows and we'll never know and I agree with you that everything counts towards something but had I have known myself a bit better and what I really actually what really mattered to me before I went into consulting would, I, would there have been red flags in the interview? Maybe. Would there have been things that, and it's not a bad, like obviously so many people have a brilliant, it just wasn't the right career for me and for what mattered to me. Yeah. Would there, would there have been things that maybe, or if I had an external person kind of coaching me through it and 
to unpick what happened in the interview. Like I can't, to be honest, there's a, I don't remember now if there was anything, but yeah, like just having someone to help you navigate those choices. Um, but like you say, no regrets because actually that experience, even though it was a personally not a great time mm. for me, it did actually build my resilience or it built, you know, actually some of those tools of like using PowerPoint, using Excel, those, you know, it did, I gained a lot from it, even if actually, and the resilience, like, like, yeah, when my resilience was tested, it also grew that muscle, I guess, as well. So and they were great. Definitely. definitely. There, there's, yeah, it's, there's always learnings in it in all parts, parts of life. And, and like you said, it's, it's part of your journey. And I suppose that's, that's the, the brilliance of coaching. I suppose it, the, one of the core fundamentals it often tries to do is, is raise that self-awareness. And the more you know about yourself, the more informed you can make about decision. I suppose it mm -hmm. makes, makes something like coaching, which some people might think is quite intangible. You know, if you were to make any decision mm -hmm. on a car or a house, you're going to know, right, okay, how much does it cost? Um, what are some of the things I have to do when I buy the house and all the rest of it, you're getting data and just yeah. like that with coaching it's giving you more self-awareness the more data you have about yourself the more informed decisions can be mm -hmm. so I, I completely mm -hmm. completely agree and I suppose uh, if people have been enlightened and inspired by this conversation mm -hmm. and they want to pursue perhaps being a career coach uh, or, or even get coaching uh, themselves yes. where, where's the best place for them to connect with yourself yeah Tasha? And please do, if anyone is listening to this and thinks, you know, I'd be quite interested in doing that, do. I'm more than happy to talk to you. Um, and equally, if anyone's like, oh, I think I'd like to work with Natasha or uh, as a career coach, do get in touch. So connect with me on LinkedIn, Natasha Weller. You can find me on LinkedIn very easily. Um, my company name is Future Prosper. So you can find my website, www.futureprosper.co.uk. Um, and you can send me, you can book in a free call with me from that or contact me that way. But yeah, please do, um, do reach out. I'm more than happy to support people wanting to enter this work or obviously I'm more than happy to support new clients as well. Amazing. Amazing. And I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to uh, include uh, links to some of the, the things you've mentioned there in the kind of show notes for people. Um, and yeah, hopefully for, for those who are listening, whether it's um, aspiring to become a career coach or going to coaching or even receive coaching themselves, you know, I, I truly often like some people say about therapy, I think coaching is something that everybody should receive. Mm. But I think it really mm. kind of uh, reveals the layers almost if you see yourself as an onion, reveals some mm. of the layers within yourself. Um, so it's a real powerful tool. Um, but hopefully you've been inspired and learned something from today. Uh, and I look forward to uh, seeing you in the next episode. So without further ado, thanks, Natasha, for your time. Uh, and I'll okay. see you all when we next meet. Cheers, all.